This is Come and See by Father Ron Baird for April 17th, 2011, Palm Sunday. The Gospel is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. The message is by Mother Nancy Stanton. To assess the inferno's damage, one ranger found a bird literally petrified in the ashes perched statuesquely on the ground at the base of a tree. Somewhat sickened by the eerie sight, he knocked over the bird with a stick, and when he did, three chicks scurried out from under their dead mother's wings. The loving mother, keenly aware of the impending disaster that the fire was bringing, had carried her offspring to the base of the tree and she had gathered them under her wings, instinctively knowing that the toxic smoke would rise. She could have flown to safety, but she refused to abandon her babies. When the blaze had arrived and the heat had scorched her small body, the mother had remained steadfast because she had been willing to die for those under the cover of her wings so that they would live. It says in Psalm 91, God will rescue you from the fowler's snare, from destroying plague, will shelter you with pinions, spread wings that you may take refuge. God's faithfulness is a protecting shield. Jesus himself told us, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. And again, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. That's what today all about. Today is a very, very special Sunday. This Sunday is known as Palm Sunday of the Lord's Passion. And if you were tempted to think of it just as another service, but with a few additions, prepare to drop that assumption. Passion Sunday is a very deep vision of the heart and the soul of Christianity. We began with the blessing of the palms in the beginning of the service. And under normal circumstances, we would hear the gospel that Eric just read at that time. And then later before the gospel or before the sermon, you would hear the gospel of the passion. Because it's so long, Father Ron decided to cut it out of this service but I want to talk about it just a little bit. Because you see, you have two different things happening today. You have the procession with the palms where the people spread the palms and their garments on the road for Jesus to walk in. He chose a donkey to ride in on his triumphal entrance into Jerusalem. 
Now, if you remember last week and the week before, we talked about the fact that the last time he had been to Jerusalem, they tried to kill him because he had turned over the tables of the money changers and had chastised them in the temple for making it a den of thieves. For him to come back to Jerusalem, for the normal person to think about it, wasn't very smart. He had gone to Lazarus' home, which was just outside of Jerusalem last week. And that wasn't very smart. And you remember Thomas's comment, and I love Thomas. Thomas said, well, we might as well go die with him. So the disciples were very much aware of what was going to happen, and yet they weren't aware at all. It was a really mixed bag for them. They knew that if he went to Jerusalem, it was dangerous, very dangerous. But as he comes in, here's this triumphal parade, and everybody loves a parade. So people came from far and near to throw their cloaks down and to watch him enter into Jerusalem. And Zechariah tells us, behold, your king comes to you, meek and riding on an ass and on the colt of an ass, full of a beast of burden. The sign of the king, of any king, was humility. And therefore, it was Israel's custom for the king in any procession to ride on a donkey. And people cheered wildly. The whole city was stirred up clear to its depths, and they layered his pathway with palm branches and coats and anything else that they could throw on the road because he must not be dishonored by the common roadway. He's their man. They want him to be their king. But he turned the wrong way. He turned the wrong way. He didn't turn the way of starting a battle to fight off Rome with guns and, well, they didn't have guns, but swords and whatever implements of torture they had at that time. He turned the way that God told him to turn. Sometimes that's hard. Sometimes it's hard to turn the way God tells us to. And yet, we do so because we know that God knows the rest of the story. The service begins with the first reading, and it's a passage from Isaiah. It's called the third song of the suffering servant, and one that Jesus knew very well. The Lord God has given me a well-trained tongue, it says, that I might know how to speak to the weary a word that will rouse them. And this he did, and he was applauded for it. And he was treated like a king. So far, so good. But then things got interesting. I have not rebelled. I have not turned away. I give my back to those who beat me. And Jesus allowed his own body to receive brutal, brutal scourging like the suffering servant in Isaiah. And Jesus, as it says in Isaiah, set his face like flint. 
towards the humiliation that would come to him. So the kingship of Jesus meant suffering, humiliation, not simply publicity and grandeur. The second reading has the words to a Christian hymn, which Paul quoted bringing out the same contrast. On one hand, Jesus had every right to be known as the greatest human ever born. In the desert, temptations Satan had tempted him with became nothing. And yet, on the other hand, he emptied himself, taking on the form of a servant. He humbled himself. He became obedient unto death. Is this what it means to be a king? The next verse of this ancient hymn says that God did exalt Jesus, but only because Jesus emptied himself out. God did not take away the passion or relieve him of the cup that he was to drink. Even though in his humanity, he prayed that if it be God's will, it be taken away. God showed that greatness of kingship consists of love that is willing to sacrifice for others, that is willing to give all for others. Can we do that? As mothers and fathers, it might be very easy for us to do as the bird did and protect our young. Most parents would do anything for their children to protect. And yet there's the mother who drove her child, the three children, into the water. She and the children. How do we explain? How do we understand something like that? It's not showing the love that God teaches us to show, and yet you have to pray for her because something went very wrong in her life. God did not take away Jesus' passion. He did not relieve him of the cup he was to drink. God showed that the greatness of kingship Insists of that love and sacrifice. Kings and queens and leaders must work for the actual good of those who are following them, no matter what the cost. There are times I absolutely shudder as I'm putting together a sermon and I remember scripture that says that if I lead anyone astray, I'm in big trouble. The last thing I want to do is lead anyone astray. I used to tell the inmates that I had at the prison, if I say something and you don't think it sounds right, check it out in the Bible. Make sure that I'm telling you the truth. I think that's very important. That's very important. 
So the two gospel readings present the triumphal entrance and the crucifixion. Boy, is that a long And that's why I keep saying over and over, don't miss Holy Week. Walk through Holy Week with Jesus. Go through the things that he went through. I know you know the rest of the story. I know that you know Jesus wins. But go through what he went through to get there so that you can understand how he walked and where he What better way than reading the passion and the death of Jesus to show God's kingship and what it's really about? So at last, we're here. and Jesus is doing it, the thing that we've been preaching about. He's giving himself for others. He's showing us what real kingship is all about. And he's leaving us at this point with our eyes open for Holy Week and then for a blessed Easter. You have been listening to Come and See by Father Ron Baird. Come and See is a production of St. Andrew's Church in Lewis Center, Ohio. St. Andrew's is also available online at www.standrewspolaris.org. Please join us again when we invite you to come and see.